And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And Kathy is off tonight. We are on episode 251. Today is going to be a hobby hangout. We're going to be discussing some hobby stuff, talking about hobby stuff. John's going to actually do some hobbying. I'm going to do some hobbying. You should do some hobbying too. What, John? <laughs> I can't hobby and do this. It's not my way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> John's going to make show sure. off some stuff, though. Yeah, he is going to show off some stuff. He has some stuff that came in, and we're going to let him show his cool two new toys um, that came out. Um, but other than that, let's go and get to the business. We want to thank Midnight Heroes. Guys, if you haven't gone over to the Kickstarter, go to the Kickstarter. Throw him some money um, for some STLs. This is the only time he's going to be doing STLs for his, some of his models. Um, and it's actually pretty cheap. If you do $40, you get everything. Um I think there is one that's like a $400 uh, thing, and you get to create your own character. They work with you, and they create your own miniature um, per whatever you know specifications you have and want. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, takes a lot of work to do that, so but uh, go check them out on Kickstarter. Back them up if you can. Um, like I said, if it's an, mm-hmm. it's all STL, so if you have a you know a printer, cool, even more power to you. And it helps a small business than a friend of ours. Uh, we want to thank Turbo Dork. Uh, don't forget, they are going to be at Adepticon, so you should see them in a couple of weeks. They got some new paint lines coming out. I definitely going to go by and pick up one of their silicone pads, uh, paint palettes, because uh, I haven't picked one up yet. And going to go pick up that. And I think they've got like five new colors I haven't picked up, so I'm going to go pick up that. Um, we want to thank Parabellum War Games. If you like Conquest and you like cool miniatures and you like beating each other up in regimental battle forms or small skirmish battles, if you really want to get into it, you can. And you can use a cool little discount code. Gives you a little discount and uh, helps us out. Um, who else? Oh, Muse on Minis. Can't forget them. They host all of our files and they have a ton of uh, widgets and tokens and anything you need for all your game systems. Um, don't forget to check them out. And you also have a discount code for them too if you'd like to go check them out. I think I got everybody this time. Did I get everybody this time? I think you did for now. Yeah. For now. Da, 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 for, da, now. Da. <laughs> for now. Um, we are looking at a new sponsor uh, that will be uh, coming our way. And we've got some stuff to show off and do things with. But you'll have to wait. <coughs> Adepticon kind of put that on a little bit of a hold. Um, because yeah, yeah. they got to make their money. They got to so, go to Adepticon. They got to be ready. Always got to be ready. So, John... What's our drink for the night? Uh, I'm going to start off with another uh, shot of this uh, Starward Twofold uh, Australian whiskey. Gotcha. Uh, it's pretty good. Not too strong. Um, you know, enjoyable. And then I'm going to follow it up with uh, more of Dr. McGillicuddy's uh, apple pie liqueur because I went to the one store in the state that carries it, which is actually local, gotcha. luckily, and bought almost everything they had on the shelf. What's the proof on those, by the way? I was just kind of curious. Uh, the Starfold's like kids' juice. Or, I mean, maybe teenagers' juice. <laughs> I want to remember that it was just like, uh, where is it? It actually says it on here. I was looking at it the other day. Rather than giving it a proof, it actually tells percent. It was like 40%, something like okay. that. Yeah. 40%, yeah. It's, uh, the whiskey's 40%. And Dr. McGillicuddy's, I want to say, is like 35-ish. Let's see here. No, it's uh, it's actually uh, forty-two proof. No, 
A little bit higher. No, lower. 42 proof, oh. 21%. Gotcha. The whiskey's 80 proof. Gotcha. I mean, um, the percentage is listed on there, so. Because they're both uh, Canadian and apparently Australian. I'm doing, of course, good old maker's mark. Um, what? A little lower shot. Um, I don't measure like John. I just go, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you don't measure if you're just drinking it straight. Nope. You only measure for mixed drinks. So, because we're not savages. All right, I'll, I'll put something mixed in this next time and not measure it, just to... <laughs> Be a savage? Be a savage. <laughs> Look, even Captain Mizzy asked me what the proper ratios were for a code fireball that she is hopefully enjoying. I know she said she liked the fireball. Hopefully she likes the code fireball. Yeah, so... Guys, um, we do have, like, at least one shout-out this week. Who was it? Um, Ming the Merciless, or wasn't it? <laughs> Ming the... No, it's... Max von Sydow, uh, no, is, is past already. Topol. Oh, that's right. That's right. He played Dr. Hans Zarkov, and he also was Fiddler on the Roof, as Kathy would say if she was here. He has a long career. Um, Very you know, long. Spanning many, many decades. Uh, most of us just remember him from Flash Gordon as uh, Dr. Hans Zarkov, but he's been a ton of other things. You're going to have a pretty uh, interesting uh, media section because uh, we got spammed by you this uh, whole week about a very particular song in particular. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, other than that, um, guys, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Wash your hands. Make sure you're healthy. Don't go anywhere if you're sick. Um if you see me at Depticon, wear a mask if you want to or feel like you have to. Don't let anyone yes. tell you fucking otherwise. Correct. Um, don't worry about it. Um, be safe. If you see me at Adepticon, say hi. Um, shake hands. Do whatever. I don't care. Just make sure, you know, yell at me from a distance, from afar. From a distance. But other than that, let's make sure we have a good time. John, cheers. Cheers. Wait, one more. I always like it when it's good, but not like a burn. You don't want too yeah. much burn. No, because you want to taste it. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. <clears throat> Alcohol is not great for your body. But if you're going to drink something nope. and it's not good for your body, you want it to at least taste good. You at least want it to have some flavor. Or at least, you know, something that <clears throat> makes the palate, you know, happy. Like, not that being said, I am a fan of the once in a great while having the shot or something. That's the I want to remember I'm alive because things are a little dark. Something reminding, like, no, this isn't a dream. You're still here. It's still okay. You're still feeling stuff. You know that that there's a place for that once in a while. Not yeah. a ton of it. You don't want to like go crazy. It's like just all right. I'm still alive. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't want to drink Merlot, but, you know. more fireball in it, Captain Mizzy. <laughs> also remember, I moderate my drinks so I don't get completely fucked up. Yes. Just mostly. Mostly. Uh, you wanted to show off some stuff, so you want to show off that stuff before we go over to the paint and start painting? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll even take your screen and make it big. I gotta put you behind things. 
I'll make sure I show them in the right order. That is. Ah. It should. Okay, there we go. Good. Give me a second. I gotta put you Yours. forward. Okay, there you go. So, again, previously I've gotten more BattleTech sets, more of the ones that have come out recently. These what? are all the ones that are only going to specific distributors for now, so you might have to work a little bit to find them. No way. And I'll tell you where you can find them at the end of this. <laughs> so the first is the Kelsheim Striker Lance. I'm not going to you know, put the models back in to show it. That's just the box, you know, name. So models are here. Uh, you got yourself a good, solid Wolfhound here, Light Mech. A Kelshound staple, as they were the only ones fielding it for, the for a while. Uh, you got yourself a good, uh, I believe it's called a Night Sky here, with uh, the weird hatchet on the arm. I always thought that was cool. Yeah. More hatchet mechs are always good. Yep. Then, one of you know, industry staple, another one that you could formerly only get in a certain box. Yep. Now you've got, here's another Griffin. Uh, the the weird oval missile launcher is it's a little strange, but it's okay. It's yeah, weird that they went with the oval one. Yeah, because the one that comes in the box round. is circular, yeah. It's round. And this, which I will... You guys have a nice crusader that's jumping. And like the rest of the jumping mechs, you can take it off. But this one, you know, if you look at the feet, they're not going to stand right. They actually have a base thing that goes in that you can put on so that you can uh, have the mech on the base. Let's get it on there correctly. And honestly, you're not going to change these back and forth. You're going to choose which one you like and go with that. But the ability to have that option is good. Yeah, the option when, you're, when you get him is great. So then he can sit like that. He's got a little bit of rubble to stand on, which is super cool. I do like that. Appropriate tactical rock? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's 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 appropriate tactical debris. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, oh what? I am saving the best for last, as they say. Let me just get this. Actually, I'll just put it out of the way and open the other one real quick. I can take care of it afterwards. The other one here is the Northwind Highlanders Command Lance. These are all mercenary companies, and they're all, quote-unquote, lances for them. Mm -hmm. Um. This one, you got yourself a nice uh, alternate Warhammer here. It's a different type of Warhammer, but you can use it for whatever. Yep. You can tell because it's got the two missile pods, not just one. Yep. You got yourself a nice Grasshopper here. It's the newer version. You can tell because there's only two missile tubes in the head, not the five from the LRM-5 of the standard version. Then you've got, I think, I want to say this is a Gunslinger. It's a newer mech. I don't have a lot on there to... Gunslinger, yep, it's a gunslinger. Kind of cool. Guns in there. Cool gun arms and everything. There's usual cool detail. Chunky then, boy. it's Chunky Boy. Get that out of here. You got yourself another Highlander. Just cool. Big gun, big missile, small missile, some lasers. All the jumpy jets. But, as usual, you can take him off the jumpy jets. But if you see here, his base is actually a crushed Irby. A crushed <laughs> Irby. So, you know, mad props to them for doing the meme, if you will, so to speak. And obviously that just fits right on the base. 
the good thing is you'll only be doing this onto the base once. Yeah, because you're going to glue it or put it down. I mean, you yeah. could take it all and off, but we all know that us no, you don't, you don't need, it's not really worth it. Yeah. And there you go. Fits perfectly. For for an appropriately large mech, it looks really good with the uh, base underneath it. I really want to buy a second one so I can have one each way. Yeah. Seems a little frivolous, but you know me. So, put that aside there. But I did want to show off also. So, I got these from Ares Games and Miniatures. Yep. They threw in a sticker. They, so far, are two for two with deliveries. They're pretty cool. Yep. Uh, they're business card in. But also, they sell, um, and I'm a sucker for these kind of things, they have a challenge coin that... I picked up because it's very cool with their, you know, logo on the one side mm -hmm. and mech on the other side. They're very much into battle tech. They do other oh, stuff yeah. too, but, um, so, you know, very hefty. I love challenge coins. It's super cool. And, you know, throw them a little something, something for, for having this stuff. They do went out of their way. They've got a great system that tells you, you know, when things are available and all been very pleased by that in general. So, uh, that, then I mean, I'll show some more since I'm here. We got Ulick from the new Marvel Crisis Protocol set with his Pounders here. Very cool, easy to put together miniature. And then more importantly, way more importantly, you got Beta Ray Bell. Good pose. Yeah, it's it's a classic. It's almost like exactly off the cover that he first, one of the early covers he showed up on. He does hang off the base a bit. So that you gotta be careful of that because this this is reasonably solid. I'm not super worried about it breaking up here, more back there. But so you just make sure you got the right storage for him. But super pleased. Gonna be finishing off Asgardians because uh, Thor's coming along here. So there you go. Well, That's Cap much much. Captain Missy redeemed Transformers. Oh, Transformers. Yep, she redeemed it just because uh, you're on. So the problem is. I the problem is I moved everything, so I only have uh, a handful of things over here. So, so for Captain Mizzy, I don't want to like do like the easy peasy out, but I literally don't know if I have anything else there. But let's see. Oh no, that would take like a day. That would take like a day. Uh, just trying to see what I have handy for me. I don't really have much handy. I really thought that I know enough to transform easily. Yes, you crap boy. Crap boy. Not super posable. I mean, I'll go a little more into them. Just a little bit there, but I still love them. Well, this is how you make a simple transformer, right? Uh, Wayne 3 said he took Ulick's tactical rock put it in Bill's hammer. Yeah, absolutely. Ulick's cool, too. He's got good rules. Like, I'm pleased. But this is how you make, like, a super simple transformer. Because it is literally very few moving parts, but it's the perfect just sits on the shelf and play piece. And turns into a cool-looking car. That's the roll. Brown, brown, brown. I'll try and get something over here, Mizzy. So if you if you do that again, I have something more normal. But I just moved everything. They're actually all in a box way over. Hold on. Oh, not like they'll make it over there. 
doesn't doesn't easily rotate that way. Way over on the side of the room, there's a, a whole big box there of Transformers that I've been trying to uh, go through because I've got my whole setup for GI Joe. But hey, you know, since we're doing that, I'll uh, show off uh, the new one. Since we're doing that, I of course moved it so we're a little bit off now. But here's Flit. He's or pretty steel. cool. Really? You can do that? <laughs> uh, his beret is actually removable. Comes right off. Super cool. He's got a shotgun there. I love that all their web gear and stuff is actually separately part. It's not molded on, so it can move. Um, he does have a pistol in his holster here, which is cool. And then his shotgun does have a holster there. So I'm very pleased with how the G.I. Joes are coming along. I mean, I don't say he's my favorite, and he did make everyone fall over as he left because, hey, if you're wondering who my favorite is, it's Timber. Because Timber is cool. Look at this joint there. A little bit of joint here. Head movement. Paw movement. Look at those beans. He's got beans. Tail. It's super cool. Okay, I'm lying. Technically, my favorite is still Snake Eyes, but Timber and Snake Eyes is with it. Let me get back to the main screen so you can go back to painting. I have waxed on about action figures and Battletech models long enough. No. Unless this thing is long enough. I mean, technically there is because also I got to fix this because what did really knock everyone over. Lady J here. Finally, Lady J's cap is not removable, but her head is. She's got an alternate head instead of having an alternate <laughs> cap. It's really weird. That so, fell over. Let's guys out of here. Her head's not removable, but we can take her head off, no problem. She's got an old <laughs> head rather than a hat that's removable. That's it's kind of funny. It is funny. Uh, we'll get some guys out of the way, and then I will turn back around and face you guys. Yeah, I want to do more cool setups back here of just scenes and all. Like, if I wanted to get those other weapons and all I've got coming. You know, not just Star Wars guys with... Uh... With, uh, you know, Tommy guns. I can put G.I. Joe's with Tommy guns and stuff. We have a cool ninja fight in the back here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back. All right, so let's put these guys back. I tell you, though, that Highlander, I really do want a second one of. So you can do one with Herbie and one without Herbie? Yeah. I know that there are some people that do sell, you know, they'll, they'll piecemeal a set out. Of course, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but, you know. Yeah, but why would, you know, like, let's be honest. At that point, don't I really just want the set because grasshopper is a good mech and warhammer it's warhammer for Christ's sakes and also if not i just have it for extra other people who might just need an extra stuff in general you know how it is oh yeah so we'll consider it i don't want to go crazy about it right now but it's on my list like the the less so with the crusader i feel like you just figure out which crusader you're doing if you're doing the one with jumpy jets you just put the jumpy jets Otherwise, you uh, do a different one. 
Yeah, with I do a lot of stuff with their tactical rocks if they're not really appropriate. Ulix at least looks like wreckage or standard terrain and stuff, so it'll fit in there well, so I don't worry about it so much. That's one of my problems with Deadpool. I need to get another Deadpool because he broke. Both his swords broke. Because they're super thin. The miniature? Yep. Dang. Yeah. I, guess I mean, as careful. you're painting it, it's hard to, hard to get that in there, so. Yeah. But apparently Marvel's got a thing where, since they're owned by Disney, they can't really have guns pointing at people, so they have swords instead, because those are much more friendly. I did not know that. I think neither did I, but I know people. Same person who lets me know about those things, like Fantastic Four is a separate license, which is why they uh, haven't had any Fantastic Four yet, which pisses me off, because the thing, you can literally see past me and see the thing in my display of action figures, even though he's in the back row. Because he's orange. Oh, all right. I got to share this because it showed up in one of my discords. I was checking real quick. There is a the a place that has an LVO qualifier. The trophy is a tactical rock trophy that people sign. And I both love it and hate it in equal measure. Uh, painting and butterfingered him and went like Ralph bending his Wookiee bent the sword. Yeah, it's like Deadpool is the one I'm most waiting for a third party 3D print model that I can get. All the ones just go too far into the crazy. Like I'm okay with crazy Deadpool. They just all go too, too fucking like his standard pose on the fucking rocket is fucking stupid. Like, no, no. That's why they put him with the taco truck, because they had to charge a bunch of money for him. And they're like, if we got to charge a bunch of money, you might as well put a taco truck in there, too. So at least you feel like you get something for it. And I know they have to. And if you don't know, they have to. They have to do crazy stuff with the bases when they can or poses or something. That's why Ulick gets like a tactical rock. He can't be standing on the ground. Um, that to be dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. Which is fine. As long as it's not Deadpool, Iron Fist, or Quicksilver. Oh, and Domino. Those are the four worst. Uh, I hesitate to say Deadpool's the worst, but Domino's really close. Hers is fucking dumb, too. Quicksilver's is not much better. Like, you, aside from those four, I can deal with every other one. But the thing that pisses me off the most, and I've gone on this rant many times before, so it won't be a full rant. It's a cityscape, right? So why is your tactical bullshit not city appropriate? You know, bits from a newspaper stand, bits from, you know, uh, a phone booth, you know, bits bits that make sense in the, th in the city. Or generic rubble. You get, like, Wolverine has literal tactical rock. Same with Sabretooth. Like, the fuck are you doing, guys? Make the tactical rock uh, construction cone. ice that looks like he generated. That's fine. Cool. Good job. I know people complained about the original Spider-Man one out of the core set, but I thought that was cool. That's at least appropriate for where you're fighting. That was always my problem with Infinity, is they had so many tactical rocks when you're fighting usually not in a rocky area, usually in a city and shit. 
See, that's the thing. If you have techie stuff, techie stuff in the forest, oh, someone dropped their techie stuff, and it's now a tactical base. Cool. In the city, techie stuff in the city. Oh, cool. But rock in the middle of the city, like, why is there a rock in the middle of the city? Like, sure, if you're doing standard bases, but let's be honest. Nowadays, unless you're playing a big army game like 40K or something, you're not doing a ton of standard bases. You're probably doing some sort of cool bases with 3D printing. Like, that's 3D printing gold. Bases? That's what I would do with 3D printer bases. All that base? It's all about the base. So what are you painting, Gonzo? I am working on my Orgoth models that I have to have for Adepticon. Because, of course, Adepticon requires fully painted armies. I have a total of 10 Orgoth models to go. Um, no. 11 Orgoth full models and then all the weapons that the Warjacks have. Well, that I'm yeah, that's... With. How long till you leave for Adepticon? Uh, 10 days. Okay, that's, that's doable, but you're oh, going to yeah. have to get to it. That's the reason why I was like, tonight, and I messaged John, and he was like, what's our thing? And I'm like, <gasps> Yeah, I initiated, because he hadn't said anything also, and yeah. no cat who's going to be on or not, because it affected what I talk about in the uh, media section. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, these guys are done. I mean, it's they are meddled, but it does not show up very well, because there's also a good amount of wash in there to branch everything out. That one's showing up pretty well, actually. That one's got good definition overall. Yeah. But I think that's just because of the way that particular model is with better defining points. Yeah. And so pretty much I put the brown on here that I want, you know, leather to be leather and just adding a little bit of quick highlight over it. Um, I was originally when I was starting this, I was like, I'm just going to do all the brown on all my models, then all the blues and all the purples and all that stuff. And I was like... No, because it started to do that whole assembly line feel. Well, I mean, you're playing an army game. Like, you much as you want to say it's a skirmish game, it's not. Correct. It's, it's, it's gotten more towards skirmish, but it's still the lowest level of army game. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to have that a little bit. Yeah. But if you're playing a skirmish game, it's okay. Like, it's okay to assembly line paint your guys. Sure. It's easier when you have, like, a Malifo. I got three dudes. Cool. That's easy peasy, right? Maybe I think the most, okay, not counting like rats for uh, Hamlin or like uh, uh, Malifaux, the most you're going to get is like six. And they're all really different. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is there was anything wrong. I could have done that, but it was not going to be good for my, you know, mental health to do that so i was like i'm just gonna do i'm gonna work on a unit at a time yeah no, no, way, no, I, I, I do only do a unit at a time too even when i was painting that like when i painted i guess the last unit i painted for uh uh war machine of hordes was kiazi oh my god i just did them just a unit at once yeah, yeah they're not good models they were very tiny very small models they were Probably not good models when they came out. They were probably acceptable when they came out since they're old, but they were not good. So I love, it's one of the things I love about Battletech and Marvel Crisis Protocol is you very rarely have to do a bunch of the same model. Correct. I mean, these poses, you know, you've got two poses that are the same, or one pose that's the same, which is these two, and then 
these this is different this is different but they're all the same model you know mm-hmm. even though it's even though it's a slightly different pose so i mean it's not bad i mean these these aren't bad models to paint as i knock over one well no nickname frank would always have a problem with having the same pose of a model so he would repose stuff all the time because he just didn't want the same pose yeah that was a big thing he has always done in his modeling career so, but I mean, I painted up one unit and worked on it and got it going. And these guys have a little bit of different, these guys have flesh. Theo's going crazy. He is. And so they have a little bit of flesh that I have to paint up. And, you know, unlike the jackets, dry brush it, put in flames and fire. Tyson going crazy. And then a little bit of purple, and we done. But these guys aren't too hard. They're just going to take some time. Yeah, no, that's usually what it is. But but I'll be honest, I've been spoiled by Marvel's Crisis Protocol painting just one model at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I can see that. Nice. I mean, so I have this unit right here, and then this unit right here, and then this warjack, and then all the little weapons. And for the most part, the weapons are done. You just, if you're going to do any type of, you know, fire effect on them, you put the fire effect, and then I do the little uh, rivets. And, you know, job's a good one. Mm-hmm. Good turn. But these these models have a little bit of extra to them. These guys have fleshy bits, and my fleshy models, bits. They are going to have. They have a little bit of a more tan type look, and so what I do is I paint them this little. What is it called? Uh, pink flesh from Scale Seventy Five, and then I wash it with a skeleton horde by contrast paints, oh. and it gives it a darker flesh tone. Yeah, maybe too I hard to see. I start with Adrian, Fle- Adrian Flush and most of my stuff, and then go from there. Yeah. The pink flush is... if I need to. Yeah, I think the Adrian... Uh, I think the Adrian and the pink flush are very similar. I think the Adrian's just a little bit darker. But overall... It's probably a lot darker, honestly, because it's, it's, it's almost a brown. In fact, I think technically it is a brown. But I like starting there and go have a little more place to highlight up if I need to. Yeah, well, I'm using the um, skeleton horde, which is what I use for like my flesh washing, um, does really, really well. And it does a good I'm wash actually, and darkens it up. I'm not a fan of contrast paints for flesh. They end up being a little like, if you've got enough definition, like you're making like a chaos marauder type of dude, where he's got a lot of flesh showing a lot of muscle definition, it'll work. But yes. otherwise, I feel like you need to do the wash because you're going to need to highlight anyways to get any sort of effect out of it. Even Thor, who I showed off earlier, he's got some definition, but still, I just like, let me just do the definition myself. But for the most part, I mean, just getting it done. I mean, I, I, I laugh because one of my memories came up where I was... Fully painted for Adepticon 13 days before the event. And I went, well, shit. <laughs> well, that was a rarity. Yep. And I did kind of put off on this. I had other th- other projects going on. And 
life and etc etc so i mean luckily like i said 10 models and guns and a jack is nothing and the jack's pretty much done anyway so it's not that big of a deal it's the fleshy bits because i mean yeah. if i go and i i do i mean they're going to be wearing gauntlets so i don't have to do that but you know it'll take some time to do the whole put bronze on every single rivet on this model and it's just time consuming there's like nothing wrong i'll get it done no problem i mean i'm not going to do the alternate sculpts or i'm not using i'm only taking what i'm going to be using not all my models gotcha so actually i did want to talk about something that uh i saw i found on uh my little limited twitter so i'm still on limited uh social media trying to uh stay sane <laughs> um, there's an app called mini paints that you can use to keep track of paints and, and sort of even do a bunch of other stuff like get an idea how a paint might look if you mix it. Huh? I use like, I have uh what is it called paint rack so I can keep track of what paints I have. No, but this, this is literally, it's got a bunch of things. It's got, you know, um, you know, it has a paint mixing simulator with proportions and diet and dilution and all that. So, I mean, I haven't taken a big look at it yet because I haven't been painting much in the recent month or so. But uh, I think it's worth taking a look at for everyone who's painting just because it's it looks like it's got some good stuff. And obviously it's free with a support them if you can. Interesting. Yeah, so... And really interesting about the diluting of the paint and mixing the paint because that's because even though screens are great they're not perfect representation of the color so it'd be interesting to see how they do and how they actually match up with real you know paint when you mix yeah, it up on, when I, you mix up on the palette or whatever i mean i also have paint rack because it is what it is right yep um also, we're talking about apps, and I'm looking at it. There is, uh, they did finally make a builder app for Marvel Crisis Protocol on the phone. Oh, really? It's not theirs. It's called Crit Wild, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, Crit exclamation point, Wild exclamation point. So that is also worth looking at. Me. I know people have been asking for a, a, a an online builder of some sort that's quick and easy. So you know, you could do your roster you like you you have your roster you have to get so many points and you can go from there is that what it also allows to it will also do that yes um um like it'll even do stuff let me go over here to my app boom boom you can do breakdowns and go uh what can you do in 50 you can choose characters so like you go like uh well, let's say, because mine's the Asgardians of the Galaxy, let's say I got to play Beta Ray Bill, and, uh, you know, I, you know, and I got to play Thor, so it'll actually, um, it'll, you can click on the characters going like, okay, so I got to play Thor, and I got to play Beta Ray Bill. It's like only an affiliation. So you go next. Let's take a look at 15. It'll tell you who you can play with it. 
So it's what I have. Like, uh, you know, for 15, I Thor and Bill, I can play Enchantress and Rocket, Heimdall and Scourge, Groot and Scourge, Groot and Heimdall. Those are my only options in four and in, in fifteen, with those two characters. You know, it. Uh, I like that it just you just quickly click and goes boom. This is how you do it. Yeah. That way you don't spend a lot of time at the table. Yep. You can plan also like, am I bringing enough stuff? Like for example, like, okay, cool. I know that I can do. At 17, which is the average points, I can do Thor, Beta Ray Bill, then Scourge with Rocket and Groot, or Heimdall with Rocket and Groot, because the way the points work out. It really it really gets you that easy so you can figure out where your pain points are. Because honestly, usually in our group we go choose three characters and go from there. Not everyone does that, but it's really cool. So I do suggest it. It's fine. I'm glad they finally made it available for, for iOS. And then Mini Paint's also really cool. Those are some cool apps that can help you out. Since we're just doing hobby stuff, I'm going to talk about some random hobby stuff. <laughs> Sorry, i got to move some models. <clears throat> also, thinking about that, the other thing I like about the potential buying another of the uh, Northwood Highlanders command lamps is that means that I've got mechs to test paint schemes on. True. Because while I think I have a paint scheme I like, I keep going, do I want to do the yellow or do I want to do gold? Because let's be honest, gold paint's a lot easier than yellow. Oh, hell yeah. Yellow's a pain in the buttocks. But it's very cool and vivid when it's done, even half decent. Oh, yeah. Like half decent gold, uh, uh, yellow looks like good gold. So... Is what it is, but that's where my mind frame goes. With that like I also let you decide how you're going to paint something. You know, what's funny is you know you're talking about paint schemes and such, and like testing them out. And I know that some people have made you know an app to go. What would the Space Marine look like, or in well, you know that's, this that's color? Great. Oh yeah, Space Marines are the great thing. And also, I've said this previously: when you're not sure of a paint scheme. Steal something from a Space Marine chapter. Well, the thing that reminded me of people doing that is in my early teenage years, there was this Marvel comic, uh, and it wasn't really a comic. It was just, I can't remember the name of it, Marvel Universe. And what it did is it had all the characters from Marvel and a picture of them and like their oh, stats. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the uh, official handbook to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and it was like a bunch of comics i think i still have them too but what i used to do is i used to go to a copy store and copy the comic uh and then color in you know the model to see what they would look like because I, I know i copied like iron man a bunch and I was like what would iron man look like if he was like a blue and you know whatever and that was oh. like my thing to do and so i copied the comic and would just paint or not paint, but color in, you know, with markers or whatever I had to see what they would look like in a different outfit. Like Spider-Man was not red and blue. He was, you know, purple and green and stuff. And I was like, I was doing that stuff way back then. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I did similar. There was a book that I, I borrowed from the uh, library many times called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. 
And at one point in the book, they had these really good basic outlines of people that I would literally use like for years as my core, like when I'm playing superhero games, like I need to make a costume. I would, I had some photocopies. I'd trace that and just go, okay, let's see what this looks like with this costume. And you do cool stuff like that. But yeah, that's sort of the way of doing that with, uh, there's also that too. I think actually, uh, one of the painting books actually has like a space Marine, a black and white space Marine. So you can do colors with like whatever you have and see what they look like in a basic level in those colors. Yeah. Nowadays, I think honestly, we've gotten good enough with our, our understanding of colors that we can jump right in and put colors on it and have an idea, but yeah. But I mean, back then I was like, that was a kind of, you know, a cool thing. And yeah, having that as an app or whatever is kind of a cool well, thing. I used to, to buy those push fit space Marines, like a bunch just to do paint, test paint schemes on. Like, I'm not sure how this looks. Grab a base Marine. Go, go, go. All right. That's okay. That'll do. Cause I never really settled on a chapter at any point. Really. I was going to make my own thing, but never had it come out very well, you know, but that's more because so many space Marines to paint, even, in an elite army, you had so many space range. You're like, oh, God. You should put some armor on those legs. He's going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they're all the same. They're all going to get killed. They're all going to die. Die a horrible Possibly. death. They actually, can, they actually have a decent survivability, too. These guys can go in shield wall. Shield wall shooting army. Or at least these guys are shield walled and can shoot. There are no uh, high shields. There are small shields. feel kind of uh, disappointed that they took the high shields thing and gave it to those guys. Fuck off. It's the high shields thing. <laughs> All right. So, Art of Michael Voice says you can search color palettes online. The apps will adjust based on things like analogous. I'm not going to be able to say that word, am I? <laughs> I haven't drink too much. Complimentary or analog. I'm not going to be able to say that. I've been drinking too much. Yeah, no, that's that's actually the good thing with those apps now is you can, yeah, you can do that kind of thing. You can get your color wheel. So these are the main colors, and it'll give you some ideas in there. I haven't really tried it too much because, again, most of my colors are either my Battletech scheme, which I'm pretty well set on, or my uh, Marvel, in which case I'm either painting their stock paint scheme or I'm looking on the internet for one of their legitimate alt schemes. So once in a while I'll find like a fan art that's a really cool alt of somebody. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that. Or like, hey, I don't want to paint Mystique in white because fuck that. So instead <laughs> you go to black. You're like, yeah. Because someone had a fan art and I'm like, that looks pretty good. Yeah, there are certain colors that I wish I could do really well that I just can't. White. Yellow. tough. Yellow, tough. 
Uh, this is the only rule. So, like, orange is a little, but I think you can do orange. Orange isn't too bad, especially if you airbrush it. It, it can go in really well. Orange, but it's not as bad. Uh, what's some other ones? Um, blues are do pretty good. Greens do pretty good. Uh, mostly it's like oranges and the yellows. The thing with green is the is the shade. Like if you want, you got to really go. Okay, I want a realistic shade, or I want a comic book shade, and then you've got to get the right paints and go with that. Uh, Michael Voice says they're made for designers, but they give good color groupings. Yep, for whites and yellows, oil paints. Yeah, but I mean oil paints. I mean, That's I a do... whole new thing for us to learn. I barely know how to paint with acrylics. Come on. You see my paint jobs? It's half herpaderp. So I've been listening to a book on the way to work recently. And it's been highly recommended and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm testing it out. I'm listening to the Stormlight Archives by Brendan Sanderson. I'm on the book okay. one. Uh, I like Brendan Sanderson. I loved his Mistborn series, so I really liked it. But Brendan Sanderson um, gets very long-winded. And you're like, dude, just get to the point. This one's not too bad. I'm only a few hours in though, so it's not horrible. I'd say I'm I'm probably about 13 hours in out of like 40 hours of the you know the book, but still. I've heard good things of Brandon Sanderson. I just I have a book on GMing role playing games on my table, and then I've got a old sort of what was GW whatever GW's book imprint was before they called it all black library i've got a book they put out there like a fun adventure sort of thing that i'd read like the third book of but not the first two i've got the omnibus over there on my table for afterwards well i mean i, I listen to it mostly when i'm either a working or on my way to work so i've got a little bit of time because i got like a 45 minute drive or whatever so you know i get roughly an hour in two hours in, you know, a day when I'm driving. But wow. it's been okay. I'm not, like, super impressed. Everybody was like, this is the greatest series ever. And I'm like, I don't see it so far. But, like I said, it just started. So everything's starting to ramp up and things are starting to go. But I'm like, you better give me something good with the way that... The Kickstarter thing for the models went and uh, all this other stuff. I have heard nothing but good about that. Yeah. It'd be on my list, but man, like the only thing more behind than my TV watching is my fucking book reading. Oh, we're talking about TV watching. The series season finale of Last of Us is tonight, and I can't wait for that. It's the first thing I'm doing after I load up all the episodes is... Go and watch that and see how they did. Which I'm sure they'll do good because it's been a great series. All right, I don't know if it was them joking or not, but somebody said, like, man, it'd be really cool if The Last of Us was a video game. Here's what it would look like as a video game. And I'm like, 
That was... Think you're joking, but not sure. Because I was like, I thought it was common knowledge it was a damn video game. Though was it something on SiriusXM said like the best video game ever? I'm like, let's let's hold the phone on that a little bit. <clears throat> I love how people like to be hyperbolic, even though it's like, don't get that hyperbolic. Come on. <laughs> Apparently, I can still not breathe water. No matter how hard I try. Give me one second. No worries. So I might try and do some uh, models for uh, Conquest while my crew's doing uh, Malifo. Since I'm not in a Malifo, I might just try and get some of the models I've got and start putting them together and uh, look at that. I don't know that anyone other than my buddy Frank is interested, but, you know. I like being at a point where you don't necessarily have to uh, paint stuff all the time just for the games. You know, I play so few games nowadays. I can just paint whatever the hell I want. And honestly, that's kind of fun. Sometimes you need to change your pace. You're not on the screen, by the way. I know. I'm, I have to make a... Sorry, I have to do a quick text. Oh. But so that's riveting, uh, riveting in there, uh... Riveting podcasting and streaming. We're double doubling there. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I can talk about ministry game wise. We used all my ministry game talk up early. Oh, <laughs> back. Yeah. So um, no, someone was asking about uh, running some events at Warfare Weekend because we are ramping up for that. By the way, um, there is an individual. So I, I'll do some spoiling. Um, Infinity is going to make an appearance. Um, we have someone running Infinity all weekend. Um, and then we have, um, someone possibly going to do a, a small arena Rex. Of course, we're going to have Marvel Crisis Protocol, all the privateer press games. Um, and then, um, uh, Age of Sigmar. Um, they have a very large Age of Sigmar group and nothing's happening during that time frame. And we put in for a world championship. Wow, cool. So if we get it, yay. <laughs> Um, that'll, you know, put a little bit more oomph behind the Age of Sigmar game. If not, yeah, yeah. the local person said that they would run, um, a, uh, G, a normal GT mm -hmm. uh, either way. Cause, uh, the local game store, they run an event during that time frame, and it's like three weeks before that. So they're like, why don't we just run it at Warfare Weekend? And I'm like, deal. I'm okay with that. Please and thank you. I mean, the local store is going to provide all the terrain, someone to run it, and um, the mats, which there kind of are mats too. But, I mean, 60 semi players possible. That's 60 people that normally wouldn't come. Yeah, absolutely. Which pays a good bill. Yeah. Um, where is my skeleton horde? That's snake bite leather. Skeleton horde. Ooh, How gosh. do you misplace an entire horde of skeletons? Yeah, they're easy. They blend in. Sometimes they're just a pile of bones. You know how it is. 
you go around killing everything once you've killed everything and it decays and you know just turns into a pile of skeletons if you kill something and it eventually turns into a skeleton you didn't kill it hard enough <laughs> you didn't mush it down enough yeah bones should be broken at that point they should not be a viable skeleton at that point And now I'm just doing the contrast paint over the skin just to give it a little definition and get that skin tone that I want them to have, not the pale skin tone. Oh, fair. Which, well, honestly, with all that armor, maybe they would have more pale tint skin tone. They ain't look, don't look like they're getting a lot of sun. Yeah. <laughs> um but these guys paint up. I mean, my paint scheme I'm using is, you know, doesn't take long at all. I mean, it's pretty simple type paint scheme. Dry brush. Hit details. Dry brush, ink. Dry brush a little bit lighter metal. Then ink over everything. And then hit it with a bunch of other details. Like every single rivet is going to be painted bronze. And then this... Uh, the shield's going to have a little bit of flame in the eyes and the mouth, so it, you know, looks like and I missed a complete leg on this fucker. Some bitch. You Don't got you your work cut out for you. It's just, te and I guess it's, it's tedious work. It's not bad. It's just, oh my gosh. And I'm going to make it, like, one of my resolutions. So when the next, when the expansion comes out for Orga, <coughs> which is in a month or two, I'm going to try to have it all painted up for Adepticon next year early so I don't have to do this. I got two armies I want to paint up um, for next year. Finish up the Orgoth and then um, my Warcaster uh, AC faction because I've been requested if I would take that with me. I told him I couldn't do it this year, but I will do it next year. That's cool, huh? Um, but talking about Adepticon real quick, um, so there's a, there's a Facebook group called I'm going to Adepticon and it's kind of like a place for people to kind of, you know, get to know each other or, you know, if they want to get together for a game or, you know, Hey, has anybody got space for a room? And our friend Clint Beaver and stuff, uh, was talking about some 40 K cause he likes to play the friendly 40 K. And I was like, Oh, what's the friendly 40 K game? Because, for the most part, it's, you know, all about the hardcore tournament stuff. And I was looking at it and I was like, okay, that's actually kind of cool. And what they do is you build a list within certain, you know, command, you know, your certain points, etc. Um, but you're not allowed to take certain things. You can't take the cheese and you can't do X, Y, Z. And you have to turn in your list and they tell you, yeah, yeah, you're nay on your list. It's either, you know, too powerful, not powerful enough, you know, type of thing. Because it's supposed to be a friendly game of 40k not a competitive game of 40k and i was like that's interesting you know people that don't want to get into you know the uber competitive of the game but still want to play and i was like that's kudos on them for making that event and it's actually pretty popular because mm -hmm. people just want to roll dice and blow things up and kudos on them for also you know you have to get a list pre-built and you can't 
you can't bring the uber powerful. No, you can't. You, you can't do the uh, ruffle stomping. the cheese, like you said earlier. The ruffle stomping. Yeah, which I was like, that's actually pretty cool. I'm, I like that. Not that you know. I don't think I'd get into forty k, but if I were going to play a forty k army or play in a forty k event, it would be that. Because it was like I'm just going to make bring a whole bunch of cool stuff, a lot of fun stuff, and roll dice bullshit with my new friend and have a good time. And I was pretty happy with that. Yep. I was like, that's actually really nice. It's a good thing to see. Although, uh, rumor is they may be announcing 10th, ed- 10th edition at uh, Depticon. Not surprising. They're changing editions so fast. That's one of my downs with uh, 40K is it's just like... Uh, it's really You can't quick. turn around without bumping into a new edition. Like, oh, shit, there's a new edition. They don't even get everything out anymore. No, and they just released a bunch of new books recently, and I'm like... Whew. The only good thing is that we know that they're, for the most part, they're future-proofing. Yeah. Yeah, it's rumor mills going crazy at what they're doing, and it sounds like they're going to be simplifying the rules again and simplifying the game, and I'm like... Well, ninth was a down edition. They lost a lot of people again. Not that it hurt their sales, because that doesn't happen generally. No. Because people buy models just to buy models. Well, because they haven't done anything egregious in a while. Like, even it's just down. But I know a bunch of people who used to just constantly painting 40K who are now painting not 40K. Yeah. What's our time? I haven't even looked up. Almost. Almost media yeah. time. So I got the skin and got some highlight on it. Not bad. I mean, I gotta let that dry a little bit, but yeah, yeah. you still got your work cut out for you. But you're getting yeah. there. I mean, I'll work on these guys tomorrow. I should be able to fi- finish up these guys because I am doing the cracked, you know, mound. But that just let it sit overnight, and then I, I let it crack up. And after it cracks up, I hit it with uh, the stephium sepi sepia, just to Seraphim make it sepia. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, and then um, put some little flowers on it and then seal it. Cool. Let's set to the side. I should be able to finish them no problem tomorrow. Ugh. Let me switch over. Well, the only thing is I would just make a list of like, okay, I got X models to do and Y days. I just need to make sure I'm finishing at least that many models a day. Hey, Wade, I can't wait to see you at Adepticon. Make sure you say hi. Um, so yeah, I got that. I'm not going to stream it. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to get it done, um, and just work on it when I can get it as quickly as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't sit, you know, and do like this. I can only do like a few hours at a time now just to make sure I get it done, but I'm just going to work on it when I can. And if I get little things like that in an hour, job's a good one. Yeah. Won't be any time at all. Just a quick, you know, little get it on going on. Maybe go take a break, play a little video games, or take a break and work on um, um, so on and so forth. Uh, Art and Michael, um, that's usually when Adepticon is. A, a universal spring break is whenever it is. But, yeah, there's there was one year it didn't line up with me on spring break 
when I was teaching and I was like, crap, I can't go this year. Spring break was the week before Adepticon and I was so pissed. Because I was like, can I just take vacation next week? And they're like, no. I'm like, I have seven days saved up. Sorry, you can't. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I remember that one. That was some bullshit. Yeah. Is what it is. Oh, this early? Yeah, Marco Dang. A lot of people, there's actually a lot of schools. I work with some schools for at work. There's a lot of schools that are this week. Dang. So. Yeah, that's the one good one of the one of the also good benefits of no longer teaching. I can take vacation whenever I want. What's a vacation? You should have plenty of that saved up. And you need to take it. I'm going to tell you right now, Mitzi, uh, go beat him up. Spoiler is is that unfortunately I miss enough time here or there when I'm you know working short days or whatever because I'm fucking burnt out. I don't have a lot of time saved up. Let's be honest. It's not like they give anyone an overabundance of of time off in the u.s so is what it is do the self-care yeah i don't have much time saved up also i don't have people trained up to do it so i can't so anyways media section i got a couple things just a couple of things um so i'm gonna go with something i didn't get to talk about last week uh because we ran out of time but um i watched the movie woman king uh, okay. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, heard some uh, some buzz about there being some problem with it or some. Yeah, it was a hot topic. Let's say. Yeah, when it came out, it was a hot topic. Um, I like Vi- Viola Davis. She, uh, she's the main actress in this. Um, she's always done good, great actress. The entire the entire cast was really, really good. Um, good actresses, good actors. Um, mostly a female led uh, cast. Um, and I was looking up some of the actresses and some of them are, you know, not American actresses. They were, you know, from around the, around the, the globe. So it was really good and really neat to see them. Um, sets were really cool. It looked really cool. Story was okay. You, you knew what the story was and how it was going to be. It was telegraphed a mile away. Um, but it was just okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I was expecting a lot more from the hype and buzz that, you know, you were hearing from it and everybody talking about it. Um, it was a fun movie. Um, good mm-hmm. combat, good scenes. But I think it was just overhyped for me, I think is what the best way to put it. And I think it's kind of it hurt me a bit. Um, but it wasn't a bad movie. I'm going to say that right now. was not a bad movie. Watch it. You can see some good acting, some good fighting, uh, some good story, um, even though it's all predictable. Um but it was a lot of it was fun. Um, I, I I give it like a two because I mean like I said it wasn't bad. It bet the it beat the meh rating, but it was it was all right. Um, and I think it was just overhyped to me too much is the reason why it probably didn't do as well uh, rating wise because uh, everybody was like this is the next coming of you know and I'm like okay this is just okay. For the most part. So I was like, eh. So I give it a two. Like I said, it's on Netflix. Can't beat, you know, I want to say free. Twitter said since you didn't love it, you're sexist. I think that's the Twitter <laughs> take on that. Yeah. Yeah, there's there there's that. But I mean, I, I judge movies based on the movie, not on what's, you know, 
the popularity or you know what everything what? is. What? Yeah. So, but I mean, I didn't like. I didn't talk. hate it. Uh, and like I said, I I like Viola Davis. She's a great actress. Um, and everybody else that was in there was did good. I think I think it's the best way to put it. I think it was overhyped to me for all these years. You know, the the time we were waiting for it to come free, and it it wasn't bad. A two's not bad, considering you know. Two point five is the man rating where you could take it or leave it. <laughs> yep. Type thing. But I, I want to hear this. I, I want everybody to know this. So John gets on, on a train sometimes about songs. And I love this about you, John. It's awesome. And he posts this. This is oh, this one, no, this one's not this one. And and in our little chat, John gives us this like seven or eight songs that are remixes of a song. And I'm like, I listen to them all. And I'm like, yeah, because I love remixes. I love, or, you know, copies or whatever. I like to see that because sometimes they're pretty good. And then we got, then we got what you did. So go ahead, John. I want you to talk about this. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that? So yeah. On YouTube, randomly, it popped up with a remix of Werewolves of London by, by Warren Zevon, a song I very much love. Yeah. Very iconic song, too. So, so listen to the first one, and I was like, the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it was like some bad techno-ish. Like, the beat is good, but what they did to the song was fuck awful. And I'm like, all right, there's got to be a good cover out there, right? Right? <laughs> so in my quick search, I told Gonzo, I found initially... 14 covers of Werewolves of London, and there was one I was saving to the end because I sure it'd be good. Gonzo guessed it would take about 10 before I found a good one, and goddamn if he wasn't right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm halfway there. I'm like, oh, here's one by a competent band. Better than that for the cover. This has got to be good, right? Nope. No? No, it ended up pretty meh. Now, there's a couple I don't rate. Like, there's one that's done by a family, like, during COVID. Like, I'm not going to rate that one. That's not fair. There's one that was done by a couple teenagers that was cute, but not great. Um, so, I spent the majority of, I think, Monday night just doing that. I listened to 14 cover versions of Werewolves of London and listened to the original a couple times in between all that because they did a fucking palate cleanser for some of that shit. <laughs> Um, now I found three more since then, Gonzo. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I ended with, uh, four good versions, three meh, seven bad, and two I won't rate. So there's that. The best was actually, um, so I thought, like, the one I saved was Weird Al Yankovic to cover at a live show. I'm like, okay, that's going to be fine. It's Weird Al. Yeah. I expected the best. It wasn't. There were two young ladies who did a cover, semi-acoustic, that was very good. I liked. Uh, there was another one done by, I forget who it is, but a bunch of backing guys who do, have done a bunch of backing music and stuff for people for years. So much that they even joked as one of the lines, um, one of the lines that they changed to, we've all been fired by James Taylor. <laughs> That one was good, <clears throat> but the best, the best was the Jerry Garcia band doing a cover of it live. It was great. 
Uh, and in my research, apparently this is something that they did as the Dead and as the Jerry Garcia Band quite a bit because they liked the songs. So there you go. That was my Monday listening to a ton of and a little bit later the week listening to a ton of versions of Werewolves of London because I mean I like our songs too, but I'm picky. I mean I feel like there are two real ways you can make a cover song. You can make the original just remade. See like when uh, Scott Stapp and uh, the remaining members of the Doors did a cover of their own song, Riders in the Storm, and you're like, fucking A, that like just fucking hit all the right notes. Or B, you do something completely different, something like Johnny Cash covering um, Hurt, Nine Inch Nails, Hurt. That is such a good version. Or, I prefer that uh, over the Nine Inch Nails version now. So does Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's his damn song. Yeah. I, 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 the Nine Inch Nails version isn't good. It's quite good. Johnny Cash Johnny just... Cash just put so much into it. Oh, yeah. Um, or if you want to go sort of the same idea, just completely different, is look up the Devo's cover of Satisfaction. Yep. It's completely different. But... I, I, I like that. So, you know, John, John will send us every once in a while. I go like, here, I suffered through this. You said I suffered too. And he'll send us this video and, you know, we'll listen to it. But I love cover songs. I love when people put their own twist on it. Now, not saying that I love the song, but I like when people do it. And if it's a good one, I save it. And to be fair, I did not put a thumbs down on any one of those YouTube videos. Yeah. Not one thumbs down. Well, I will judge you, but I'm not going to give you the thumbs down on your YouTube video because you're putting effort in and everything. Yeah. Just that I don't happen to like your particular cover. Yeah. I mean, like... Oh, and there are a lot of... I, the metal I, version? Oh. <laughs> no bueno. So, uh, what's his face didn't do a good metal version? Uh, Leo hasn't done a copy. No, oh, okay. hasn't done a version yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I imagine he would do better. He's much more understanding of what it takes to make a cover since 90% of what he does is covers. Oh, yeah. There's some other band, I forget what they're called, uh, Warp Something or other, they did a cover, and I was like, this is not good. But yeah, so be careful if you're looking for your uh, your covers of Werewolves of London. Look up the Jerry Garcia band one first, it's great. A couple other ones. but uh, And I listened through all of them. I don't cut any of them off early if I'm really researching something because look we all have a little bit of ADHD in that I mean us that's mine sometimes I just get on something and I just do not stop well I mean grab it's a like, dog I grab it I don't let go I, I like I said I like when people do covers and everything and if I find one I like I really I'll hold on to it and I'll listen to it and I really like it mm -hmm. um, a song that I try to test out uh, if someone does a really good when I see it is a really good cover is Take On Me um when someone does, well, it's already been covered perfectly. Correct, but if someone does it, you're talking about the fish version. Of course, I'm talking about the fish version. It's me. Look, they did a really about. good ska version of that, and go it's cook, really go solid. Check out, yeah, the real big, real big fish cover of "Take on Me," because "Take on Me" is a great song. I'm not a huge fan of synthesizers. Correct. You put a horn section into the synthesizers. Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah, there's a few acoustic right. versions I've liked, um, yeah. and there's and you can do it because uh, Last of Us Two they did an acoustic version based on you know one of the characters was, and it was really good and I was like who is this because I really like this version of Take on Me. 
the end of the Willow uh, series. They kept yep. doing weird music, and they did a cover song. Like, it starts off and like, what the fuck? I know what the fuck this is. What is it? Yeah. And then it breaks in like, oh shit, that's good cover. Or um, my favorite instance of that happening in a show is Battlestar Galactica, when they start to reveal the other Cylons. They do um, all along the Watchtower, but like, and they start off, people are doing bits from it, and it hits your brain. You're like, that's familiar to me. Why is that familiar to me? And then they have the soft undertone of it in the soundtrack. You're like, fuck, what is that? And then it fully hits you. You're like, oh my God. That's how you use those great. By the way, the Bear McCready version of, and whoever, of All Along the Watchtower is great. But that's from Battlestar Galactica. That's old now. Yeah. But I mean, like going back to Willow, when, when we were watching it and I was like, ooh, what's this? Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Just, I just, I'm like, what is this? Because it, it gets you in your head. You're like, I can tell part of it. But without the familiar tone to everything in that song, you're trying to judge it based off the lyrics. And you're like, oh, shit. So there you go. John likes cover songs. Feel free to send me cover songs. <laughs> but please note that I may go entirely rabid dog on the cover songs. <laughs> I will go through the YouTube. And bands on YouTube who are not listening to us at all, but I'm going to say it anyways. Put cover in your fucking description so I can tell you to cover of a song so I can easily find your song. Because I'm not yeah. going to look through Werewolves of London because everyone does some sort of animated video to that. But anyways, I've rambled on about that for too long. Gonzo. Um, what else did I watch this week? Um, um I really didn't watch a lot this week because I've been working on other things and getting stuff done and trying to paint, etc., etc. Um, we are watching Spoiler Picard. Free. Did you see Mando episode two? I did see Mando episode two. Whoa, um, Mando episode two. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Have no problem. Um, <clears throat> I know there's been some people bitching about it, but I'm like, y'all just need to shut the fuck up. I, I, I'm kind of tired of that because Someone on, Twitter, on Twitter's like. Mando is just a bunch of fetch quests with occasional action scenes. And I'm here for it. I'm like, yes. Yep, I'm fine. I'm also here for it. Thumbs up. Well, this latest episode, and I'm not going to spoil anything, has character development that you may not, it doesn't smack you into faith with, but when you realize it, you're like, oh shit, there's character development going on for multiple characters here. And, and, they, call, and they call it a mine. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this, I'm very much enjoying it. I have not watched Picard season three yet. I'm wondering if I should watch season two just until I get caught up. Guys are shaking his head. Fuck season two. We have, so in our group and uh, at work, we're all watching, you know, uh, all the stuff and we all check on everything. And we're all like, someone's like, I haven't watched Picard. And we all three of us go skip season two. <laughs> go one, three, be done. And so it's it's pretty, you know, adamant that you just skip season two on Picard. Well, it's funny that Twitter now is like, well, I'm glad Picard season three is great. I had to suffer through two shitty seasons. I'm like, I thought we all liked season one of Picard. I thought that was pretty well received. Yeah, season one was good. Apparently, Twitter, you need revisionist history, remember? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying Picard still. Mandalorian's still good. Uh, look forward to the episodes. Haven't watched... Um, Episode three of Picard because we watch it. We watch on Wednesday, so we're watching the previous week. Um, but enjoying it, Oof. having it. Oof. I've heard some stuff that it's it's an episode that's real good. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, most people, I mean, I, I don't go on Twitter. Most stuff is Facebook and it's like very few, you know, people will spoil stuff, but I stay away from as many spoils as I can. I go past it so quickly on Twitter. Like by the time I watch it, like, Oh yeah, they said that as it comes up and it's not really spoiling anything because I'm watching it now. Yeah, Arthur, you're right. People should stop doing their fandoms, fit their own wishes, and immerse themselves and take the experience delivered to them as long as the content is actually good. Yes. Yeah. Like, the last week that people were going, like, I can't watch Mandalorian because uh, Andor was too fucking good. I'm like, first off, no. Second off, then you don't actually like Star Wars. Correct. Which is fine. You like science fiction. Absolutely fine. Just make sure you know what you like so you're judging it appropriately. Also... Don't be afraid to watch something a second time. Well, I mean... Sometimes the second time, now that your expectations are out of the way, you can enjoy it more. Well, I mean, there's there's something to say that nothing can be a... Not every show can be a perfect show. And not every episode can be a perfect episode. And just because it doesn't fit what the Rathu's talking about, you know, your fandom wishes, doesn't mean it's not a good show. Yeah. It might not be for you, but that's okay. Remember, all this is purely subjective. There is no, there's no objective artwork except Cats is terrible. <laughs> but I mean, you, know, you have to understand that. And but again, I say it again. So like a lot of stuff, like I've watched some clips. I won't be clip watcher. I watch a lot of clips on YouTube, which is why I don't watch certain movies because they're clip movies now. I don't need to watch the whole thing. But certain things hit you a different way after your expectations have been dealt with. You've watched the movie, you were disappointed or liked it, your expectations are gone. Now you can go back and enjoy it for what it is. Same with TV episodes. You know, I remember when, because I watched this earlier today, uh, when The Best of Both Worlds, the, you know, the two-parter uh, season ender and then season beginner for with the Borg for Next Generation, I was upset that Picard was, you know, a Borg and all that stuff, and I was pissed off. So I didn't catch a lot of the nuance in what was going on. You rewatch those scenes now, there's a lot more nuance in a lot of those scenes. And you might just find you enjoy something even more now because you've grown as a person, you're more aware of things, all that. It's, you know... Sometimes you got to give something a second chance, even if you were, you know, like I like them, but you might love it more the second time around. Yeah, I mean, always give something a chance. And like I said, not everything has to be a 10 out of 10. It doesn't everything have to be the perfect episode or if everything was a 10 out of 10. Everything would actually just be a five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> or, or five out of 10 because everything's the same. Correct. It's all fine. There's nothing standing out, nothing below. It's all the same. Characters can develop. Characters can change. They should. Stories can they change. Even. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So you also have to understand the type of show you're looking at. Because if you're watching a Star Trek Next Generation where it is mostly episodic, yep. you're not going to see a bunch of character growth. You'll see some little character growth, usually season to season. Oh, this season, Deanna Troy is romanced by Worf a little bit because of whatever. Cool. That's a season thing that happens, but it's not like a big deal. It's not going to super change their characters because it's an episodic show. They never wanted you to have to watch things in order. They wanted you to be able to watch it on syndication whenever you got the fucking chance and you would just sit down and watch it and you could enjoy it pretty equally. Um, there's a bunch, if you look at uh, Straczynski, who did Babylon 5, they weren't sure Babylon 5 was going to work as a serial rather than episodic because like, well, 
they might wear it out of order. And Straczynski actually went to a bunch of independent uh, channels back when that was more of a thing and go, how often do you get things out of order? They're like, never. We have tapes numbered, for Christ's sakes. We just put the next tape in. <laughs> so, you know, but you have to know what you're looking at. You know, you judge things differently if it's a Babylon 5 versus a Star Trek Next Generation. One is telling a long story. One is just telling a bunch of little stories. And it's okay. Different things for different people or different moods. Knowing your mood and what you're watching is important. Like, to get into an actual review, uh, the other thing I watched this week besides a million different versions of uh, Werewolves of London, <laughs> is uh, I wanted a comfort movie, so I watched SWAT. I kept coming up with a bunch of uh, clips on YouTube. I'm like, you know what? I want to watch the whole movie. So I put it in. It's one of my comfort movies. You know, I know what I'm getting. I'm not getting any extra depth from this movie every time I watch it, but it's just enjoyable to see it once in a while and just have that story play out. You may not remember every little detail. You might just enjoy what it is, but it's a fun action movie with a couple twists and turns that's super enjoyable overall you know is it terribly macho and testosterone -y? yes it's super testosterone -y. but you know it's got a little bit of heart it's got fun characters it just tells a fun little story so in case you're wondering I give it one space therapy because it's fun and I watched all the way through and watch it every time I see a clip on the YouTube, if I click on it, I'm like, man, you know, I should watch the whole movie. Not too long. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Does just about what it needs to do and goes on. It feels like it's a pilot for a TV show, though there is a SWAT TV show, but doesn't have any of those actors in it. Which is too bad, because Samuel L. Jackson and a SWAT TV show would have been awesome. But <laughs> And also, the band, Hot Action Cop, gives Samuel L. Jackson his own theme song, which he deserves and is awesome. Maybe the best thing on Action Cap did, and I can say that because I actually have a couple other CDs, because I'm weird like that. Actually, no, technically my old boss was weird like that, and he gave them to me, but hey. Anyways, um, anything else I watched? Uh, I do want to say that uh, this week, uh, Shadow and Bone comes back, which is a show that was on Netflix. Season one was pretty decent. Um there was uh, some, I had some issues with it, but everybody says that that's the story. Um, and it gets better because it's based off a book. And I'm like, okay, no problem. But uh, I think that's supposed to come out Thursday. Uh, and so I'll start watching that. Of course, it's going to be all the episodes at once because it's Netflix. Um, but this week, the return of Ted Lasso. I cannot fucking wait. I have a list of things I want to watch before Ted Lasso. I have two two uh, uh, DVDs from a coworker I want to watch first. And then, as I told you and Kathy, I kind of want to rewatch since it's all on Amazon. I want to watch all the Rockies and then the Creeds. Mm -hmm. So I kind of work country, but Ted Lasso is on my list. It's high on my list. It is. So I'm going to say this: when it first came out, I didn't watch season one, and it made some noise, and you know, it was like, oh, it's on Apple Plus. Uh, and then my spouse watched it, and she was like, "This is really good." I'm like, "What, really?" And she's like, "No, it's really, really good." And so I watched first season, and I was like, "Holy crap! This I've is some great handwriting." I've seen a ton of clips on YouTube, and it is positive. Yes. Like, negative things happen, but it's so positive in the growth of the characters just in clips. Correct. You can do growth in clips, then you are doing it right. I mean, 
the character is the epitome of Ray of Sunshine, but has fucked up problems that happen to him, and they try to yeah. work him out, and they try to get. And the characters are great to watch. It's going to be one episode a week, so you know it's easy to keep up on. And I'm just like, and it's supposed to be the last season, which I'm okay with. We get it. We get, yeah. I like it when we have a last season, not yeah, it's cut off. Have to have an end. Yeah. All, all good things come to an end. And I, I'm like really stoked to watch this. I'm like, can't wait. I'm like, we're watching this. I don't care. Um, so I'm, I'm literally looking forward to it. I can't wait for that to come out, but there yeah, hasn't we'll been much of things go like, since it, since it's an episode thing, I might, I want to get something episode to watch at night when I'm just sitting here, not playing games and I'm watching YouTube video after YouTube video. I could instead watch a whole TV episode. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And Ted Lasso is very enjoyable to watch. It doesn't feel like it's really long. The characters are good. The story is good. It's fun. It's funny as shit at times. And it, it, it's it's that whole thing of this character is a football coach coming to teach football overseas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why do they call it this? That's what it's called. Go get this. No, that's not what it's called. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's a very good show and it's very funny and very, very enjoyable. And that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. I look forward to watching it every week. Yeah. It's got a lot more positivity. It's 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 a lot more uplifting after all of the potential negativity you see in the news and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I do love my downer, uh, post-apocalyptic type stuff, but there's just something about Ted Lasso. You watch that, and you're just like, I feel happy, so happy and wonderful. <laughs> and yeah, look, it's I've just really a, good. I've stolen a quote from that and used it with my people at work multiple times because, you know, we work in customer service, people are calling us. And I've told them, don't judge, be curious. Why is this person so pissed off? Find out why. Don't just judge, oh, this person's pissed off, fuck this person. <clears throat> you know, you can take some some content like that from anything and just <clears throat> and just do, you know, positivity with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I will probably give a, a preliminary review on both of those things uh shadow and bone if i get time like i said i gotta get There's my painting something done. else coming out on apple tv that i was interested in i can't remember what it is um you probably was it sci-fi related because uh, that's supposed to be coming out there's a new oh gosh what was it called i can't remember the name of the series i'm gonna be freaking out because i can't remember it now um like i know they have for all mankind but that didn't really no no no, no. Me. Doesn't like not interest me, but it's not like oh, I gotta watch that. I liked for all mankind. I think it's gonna be, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta end, and I think yeah. next season it should end, uh, for the simple fact that it's just you know, it's gonna jump the shark. Foundation, maybe that was what it was. No, no, no. Someone somewhere mentioned something. I'll find it eventually. No, Foundation's got a new Apple season TV. coming out. I might just do Apple TV for a short time, watch stuff, and then go. And then cancel. We'll see. I can't really necessarily afford another TV series or a TV streaming service. And honestly, Banyan's fucking loving Paramount Plus, so I'm not getting rid of that. <laughs> He's watching the crap out of stuff on it. That's great. Paramount Plus has got some I watch some stuff. stuff here or there. I mean, they do. It's got good content. Oh, yeah. Four million seasons of NCIS? Oh, yeah. Man, what was... And I'm kind of curious what show it was. I don't remember. Like, someone mentioned, I'm like, that seems cool. And also, I want to see Ted Lasso. But I didn't write it down or anything. 
And I wrote down how many versions of Werewolves of London I found. (laughs) (coughs) So, I don't know. You'll just tell me what it is, because I'm curious now what it was. Yeah, but I actually want Paramount Plus for Star Wars stuff, or Star Trek stuff, so we need it on the TV. So, there you go. (laughs) We'll see. Anyways, that's the fun of streaming services. We're playing for cable little by little, but you can pay for just what you want. Uh, which we did. Um, I, I said it last week or whatever. We went through all of our streaming services and found out we were paying for two streaming services that we already had and didn't know that we already had. Oh. And so we uh, we went through it and reworked all of our stuff and we dropped our bill by over $300 a year. Oh, that's good. Uh, I will say for anyone who's got a Roku please keep an eye out. They are affected by this whole banking bullshit and not a little bit, a lot of it. So keep that in mind when you're looking at your Roku stuff. Just saying it came up when, uh, my buddy, uh, and Morton Joe was looking at it at lunch and like, it's a lot of money they have there. So they might have a problem. Hopefully they won't, but it's a possibility. So keep that in mind. Hey, guess what time it is? It's time for me to eat some food and sober up. <laughs> Guys, it is the end of our show. Um, we'll have one more episode, then we'll be taking a week off after that because I'll be at Adepticon unless John is going to stream some stuff. That's all up to him. No pressure. Um, but we are going to... Sure uh, feels like pressure. It's pressure. Under pressure. Um, Guys... <laughs> We are going to send you off and let y'all watch some Mech Warrior online. Um, stick around. Make sure you go over and say hi to Sir Aramers, I guess. Is, um, and you can Arminius? watch Yeah. Arminius. Is it Arminius? For now. Yes. A-R-M-I-N-I-U-S. Arminius. Sir Arminius. He is playing Mech yes. Warrior online. You will enjoy his content. You will also hit he's a good like dude. and share. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good dude. But we're going to send you over to them. Stick around. Give a like. Give a shout out, hang out with him for a minute or two. But, um, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch after others. If you see something, say something. And um, have a good night. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I can actually hear the music. You can hear it live. 